0: Hey everybody, it's Mario here, host, or one half of the host of The Peaky Pod alongside the other half of your
1: host, Zachary. Welcome.
0: Hey, well, thanks for listening to this episode. This is the first time we actually do a pre-roll ad and you'll probably hear it one more time at the end, but we'd just like to announce an upcoming show that we are planning called The Story Archive Show. We plan on that being our kind of hub for doing one-off reviews of movies and maybe specific episodes of TV shows that are on our gauntlet our thanos gauntlet of the mm-hmm. greatest tv shows ever and uh, we want to invite you to subscribe we're going to put the links in there but if you don't want to go to the show notes just type in spotify or apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts the story archive show and we should pop up so please subscribe follow us and uh, let us know how you're liking the peaky pod we hope you enjoy this episode and take care thank you And we're live. Welcome back to another episode of the Peaky Blinders podcast by Story Archives on the Soapbox Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mario, alongside... Zachary. Welcome, everybody. How y'all doing? We are here with episode six of season three. We're wrapping up season three tonight. Mm -hmm. And on to season four after this, but... I forgot a ton of things in this episode. Oh, so did I. Little details here and there. I feel like a broken record because I feel like I've been saying that all season. (laughs) But um, in terms of the plot and who was involved and who was working with Tommy, I I forgot completely that Tatiana was actually working with Tommy and stealing from her own family. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten about that. I knew there was something at the crossroads or
1: at, at some road or whatever with her but i could not remember what the uh what the plot was there
0: but um, i I remembered once we got to the end i had even forgotten who the snitch was of um of the plans with the tunnels now i had i had immediately thought that it was um alfie but at the same time when he brought up the portrait artist i was like damn was the portrait artist i thought that for a moment i'm like that's why he's
1: in the show yeah
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) wrong super random but um Another great one, and probably one of the darker episodes of the Peaky Blinders because you get resolution, but not at but at the cost of certain characters' moralities. In this mm-hmm. episode, you get Michael, who probably has the most tragic character um, arc in this particular season, I would say, um, mm-hmm. and Arthur, who is given the task of of blowing up a train that has six innocent lives on it because yeah. tommy goes haywire when charlie's kidnapped and it's just a essentially a whatever he has to do to get the get his his kid back
1: yeah i mean uh, there's there's a bunch of stuff going on um but yeah i mean he'll you don't don't mess with tom and his his family he'll do anything he can to make sure he gets it back
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: all right well let's get into the episode recap i'm excited let's do, it. Let's do this same this episode was like it felt a lot longer than i remember too like did i did it this than one I expected it. To. this one zoomed by for me really yeah the i <clears> i was watching <throat> it and i'm like ah oh, we're about at the end of the episode and then i look at the timeline and i'm like i'm halfway through the episode
0: you know uh at the start of the episode you had made a comment about him wearing a don draper type hat don draper from mm-hmm. mad men for those who haven't watched it that tommy's wearing and i the whole time i'm thinking to myself why is he wearing this hat but it's probably because he had his skull broken in half and he has that scar on the side of his head. I right? would imagine. Uh, but, I mean, he does have that, that, that long top. but uh, We'll just cover it up. I haven't seen, I, had, I didn't see the scar at all in this episode. I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, how is it that his scar has healed so beautifully? And my, I have, I got in a car accident in 2018. <laughs> I have like a little thing that they stapled up on my head. Mm-hmm. and i still have a scar there and meanwhile I mean, he's 3 weeks removed from having his cranium cracked open yeah. and he's you know he has a literal buzz cut on the side and mm-hmm. doesn't have a scar i mean
1: listen i ran into a coffee table when i was a kid and i still have a still have a scar yeah on my
0: eyebrow i want to meet his surgeon <laughs> yeah i need it? some help <laughs> <laughs> well we start the episode with the opening of the grace shelby institute for did they say uninsured children
1: Yeah, basically. Uninsured children? It's for orphaned
0: children. Orphaned children. It's pretty much disenfranchised children in all of Mm -hmm. Birmingham. And we get a first look at politician Shelby here. I don't think, at least I'm not accustomed to seeing Tommy giving speeches in front of people who aren't criminals. Family. For the most part, or family members. And here we have a lot of people in law enforcement in his pocket as Tommy's giving this speech about... Pretty much protecting Birmingham, but almost like Iron Fist protection. Like, they're from Birmingham. We protect our streets. But it's yeah. it's weird because he has been the dominating authoritarian figure or dictator of Birmingham for, like, the last, I don't know what year this season takes place in, but at least four years, five years of the Peaky Blinders r- wrecking havoc. Mm-hmm. Is... The scene with Hughes when Tommy's spending a moment with the looking at the portrait of Grace and Hughes coming in and interrupting that moment. Even going so far as to step in front of Tommy and his view of his wife. Yeah. When you're hated when, <laughs> when you're a hated character on this show, they really make you hate the character. Mm-hmm. When he when he steps in front, it's just a an absolute just. Like you're dead, buddy. You are. You're a walking corpse.
1: Yeah. There's so many pieces in this episode with Father Hughes where I'm just like, I just want Tommy to like pull a gun and blow his braids out or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Michael has his first, I think, eye-to-eye encounter with Hughes, who I don't yeah. think remembers him. I don't think so. I mean, he
1: was a little kid. I really don't think he'd remember. <clears throat> and I mean, one of probably many little kids. Yeah. being it, realistic.
0: It's disturbing to see him walk away with a bunch of children. Oh, yeah. Extremely. Yeah. Well, speaking of children, Charlie in the following scene gets kidnapped in this whole... Um, After party. Yeah. And this whole kind of... like He gets lost in the shuffle. Somebody picks up Tommy. It looked like a like a maid or a, a house nurse. I said it was like a nurse or something. Yeah. Yeah. She picked up Tommy and I guess she was the culprit working with Hughes who kidnaps him. Mm-hmm. Which send which sends everything into a whirl. Yeah, I mean this episode picks up extremely quickly. You know, m- one
1: of my favorite parts of of this scene though uh, is John and Arthur trying to break the bad news to Tommy while they're just sipping tea. <laughs> Bre- break the bad news. Break the bad news about. Uh so they were trying to tell him and inform him of. Um, gosh what was it about the issue with the, like the tunnelers, drain, right uh, oh yeah it was the tunnelers they they hit a uh like clay or something like that mm-hmm. or there was like there's something that they hit while they were digging a tunnel and they basically had like drain
0: water out because it was not mm, safe, yeah it was Tom, turning into sludge tommy gives the instruction to to dig a sinkhole yeah yeah get, that's right to get rid of the uh god that's a that's a job right there that's a terrible job yeah
1: yeah and I mean, you're digging a long way. Did you notice that, I want to say in this entire scene, it's all <coughs> one extremely, or almost all one extremely chaotic shot?
0: I noticed a lot of you cuts. Get the end. I noticed a lot of cuts, though. I think it's one shot, but they cut it up to make it feel more like you're out of control. Like things yeah. are things are skipping, you're forgetting certain moments, or and you see Tommy kind of unravel as as he begins looking for Charlie. Yeah, it um, almost
1: feels like you have these little like time
0: time skips in there, just like you were saying. He randomly throws up. I I think that's that's pretty normal though. It's it's funny though that they never throw up for the amount of alcohol they consume. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but but this little bit of stress, A n- uh, little, little bit of stress, little. But you know what I mean. If your <laughs> if your kid's kidnapped by a known and he knows it's Hughes at this point, of course, who else would it be? <clears throat> at this point, he has to know it's Hughes. There's there's not much of a. I mean, who else? I don't know what other player... I know he has a lot of enemies, but mm-hmm. it's hard to imagine who else would have just done that randomly to him. Uh, at this point, he doesn't understand that Hughes and the Economic League are onto every single detail of his plan, from sabotaging the explosion of the train with the Soviets mm-hmm. to the tunnel that he's digging to rob the Royalist blind.
1: Yeah. You know, I really like how uh, Arthur steps it up yeah like, yeah like, he, he he really came in and yeah it was helpful here
0: no cocaine arthur here it was straight up brotherly moment literally mm-hmm. g- holding tommy on holding on to tommy for dear life yeah i gotta say i had a personal disappointment as I, as I told you i do love a good heist yeah and uh we were robbed of a good heist because of this kidnapping it's true because the whole thing's a jumble he's got to get these jewels to hughes because he gives him the conditions hey i'll give you your sum back but You gotta now. You gotta blow up the train, Mm -hmm. and I want those jewels. All those jewels you're gonna get, I want them because we have this economic league guy who his wife loves Faberge eggs from the Odd Fellows. From the odd, they're all the odd. He's the odd fellow too. Well, there's a group called the Odd Fellows. It's the same. It's the same group. That's that's that was my thing last episode where I was like, what do I call them by? The economically, Mm. the Odd Fellows, Section D. They're all the same. It's the same group they're referring to. Um, well, Tommy now is on on the clock, and so we were robbed of a a Russian heist. I wanted to have the whole tunnel heist, you know. Yeah,
1: it'd have been nice to see them back in their uh, their heyday. Just uh,
0: I wanted like an Ocean's Eleven type style heist gone wrong, and then <laughs> Tommy, John Boy, and Arthur are in there. You know, that's a that's an alternate ending to this episode. But instead, we get this kind of rushed to the finish line, which is great drama, but. Oh yeah. There's so much that happens in this episode. It's crazy. Well, you get like this three-way montage going on between uh the different the different storylines cuz particularly four people go through hell in this episode. Mhm. Uh Tommy, Michael, Arthur, and John. Yeah. Polly goes through a little bit of emotional, emotional turmoil as it's alluded that the portrait artist was the snitch who gave away all the details. Mhm. But well, actually, no. I forget. Everybody gets arrested at the end. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: So I guess there's more than just turmoil for uh, for Polly. A little bit, yeah. some turmoil and an arrest. Yeah, and an arrest for murder of all things. So yeah, uh, the mad scramble happens here as Tommy realizes his entire plan has gone to shit, mm-hmm. and now he's just racing against the clock to save his boy's life. You get the sense of Tommy's done for if if Charlie's dead. As a he, yeah, as I a mean, human, I, he's he's. I just, actually had
1: in my notes like you know, Charlie's like the last good thing that exists in his life.
0: In terms of his memory of grace, too. Yeah. If he loses that, it's he's. It's not that he is completely inhuman at this point, but he would get to a point of such coldness, I think, that uh, he'd probably be a monster. This would be his his villain origin story, of sorts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He he definitely he he would be worse than a Sabini and. everybody else we've seen so far. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, he does the natural thing, I think, because when he's done talking to Hughes, he has no idea who spoke. And the only people he told about uh, the jewels and the plan of everything was Arthur, Mm -hmm. John, and Polly, And so, and Ada as well. Yeah. So with that being said, he's questioning their loyalties. Now, I found it somewhat strange that he didn't consider Alfie at all, but maybe he had. Maybe he was already put just trying to poke for holes to see who had spoken and who hadn't. Well, you
1: know, I I, I don't know. I, I think they kind of just cleverly left that out of the dialogue here so that we got that, whoa, what the hell moment. With Alfie? Yeah, like, I totally forgot about that. Because Cause if it was like, I only told one... I only told everybody in this room. And Alfie. Yeah. you would just be like, uh,
0: it's probably Alfie. Well, the reason... You get this sense of like you don't know who to trust, is because you have in the previous episode, Polly confessing, or the two episodes ago, Polly confess- confessing to the priest about uh, killing a holy man. That's true. So you never know. Maybe John told Esme, and she said something to somebody who she somebody thought was innocent. Let it slip. Exactly. Uh, Linda seems a little bit too smart with that, considering the robbery was supposed to secure the money for her to I leave also the don't country. Know
1: who else she would be around that would. Uh want that information i mean yeah some other extreme christians or something
0: notice tommy never questions the loyalty of johnny dogs i feel like because he's awesome i wish we had like a prequel episode as to why that trust is so deep
1: (laughs) i don't know the thing that i always thought was interesting about that though is because he always runs with the lees right yeah and the the lees were the rival the
0: rival game too
1: yeah it's almost like well, you shouldn't trust him, but Johnny Dogs is
0: related to the Lees. He's kin. Yeah. I wonder if he's somehow related to the Shelby's. Well, the Shelby's you know have like gypsy royalty in their blood. Mhm. That's the reason when they go when he does to arrange the marriage between Esme and and John. That's one of the things that's brought up. Yeah. He has a I don't know who it is, but I know he has some sort of like in their in their system of of rank, somebody in his family mm-hmm. was important
1: mm-hmm.
0: I am looking up to see if there's anything
1: but nothing's coming up
0: with um with who in like his family dogs. yeah Polly in this episode in her emotional distress of thinking that Reuben was only interested in her for information. Mm -hmm. has an identity crisis for a moment but um it's one of the moments where i get so relieved in the episode is that she kind of snaps back from that and doesn't let something like a a false report from tommy ruin something that could be happy that could bring happiness to her you know yeah I mean, it takes her a little bit, but she finally does. But she That's does. She does kind of stop out of it quickly. She after pulling a gun on him, uh, of course. Well yeah. 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 On to perhaps the scene of the episode, which is Tommy's encounter with Alfie, and Alfie, who does give some some good clapbacks at Tommy here for his response mm-hmm. of, of shock and all that he would make a deal with Section D, but Alfie. Um, his mistake was leaving out a name that Tommy was expecting to be on a list of people who would be interested to buy a Fabergé egg for their wife. Yeah. Which Tommy was able to get pretty quickly on, uh, on his end.
1: Extremely quickly. I mean, I'm sure he already knew. Well, I mean, he already knew it was somebody from the Odd Fellows that was interested. So, I mean... I get the quickness on that one.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where you have Alfie who had a a deal to make with Section D, but at the same time didn't know that they were going to use Tommy's son in a kidnapping of sorts. So it's, it's a moment where you have Alfie who's pr- protecting himself, but at the same time calling out Tommy for... The fact that he's accusing Alfie for breaking some sort of code of honor that Tommy breaks every day by either killing people or holding people hostage or whatever he does, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You get the sense here that Alfie almost wants Tommy to kill him. Did you get that vibe as well? It does seem like that. Michael does step in and kills his first person in this scene. Michael actually ends up killing three people in this episode. Three? Yeah. I only remember two. He kills Alfie Soldier, he kills Hughes, and he kills his own child via abortion.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: That's true. So, he actually... I forgot about that one. He kills three people. It's almost like the death of Michael's innocence in this episode. Any shred of innocence that he had left is gone. Yeah. And... um. I was almost hoping for a redemption factor that he wouldn't have gone through with the abortion at the end of the episode, because of the lives that he had taken earlier in the episode. Maybe he would have had a change of heart, mm-hmm. but he takes the step anyways and does it, and goes even a step further, and leaves his girl there to do it alone.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think these these two first killings were his stepping stones to just you know being able to do it because he was he was very broken up about the fact that he was going to have to have her do that i don't if you remember mean, look look at the last episode like he couldn't even make the phone call yeah he was But in this one this was like reactionary he's just like okay bang and then you know he wanted to do father hughes i think that kind of just like i don't know gave him the drive to just deal with it
0: get the other stuff done i think it was that he was in such distress that uh he really wasn't in a position to make any sort of decision at that point
1: Yeah, I I have a note towards the end of this where, you know, you get a moment where Polly looks at Michael and Michael just looks like he's looking through her. He just looks like a ghost of himself. He
0: looks, yeah, he looks almost deranged. Yeah. He looks deranged. You you don't get the sense, I mean, when he's communicating with Tommy and, not Tommy, with uh, John and Arthur and telling them that he killed somebody. Mm -hmm. They're very interested to know of how he held up. Probably because maybe they've seen people who've killed people and and didn't Sometimes and, you lose it. And didn't handle the stress of it well. Yeah. And he has a he, he even has like a tear rolling down his, his eye as he says, No, Tommy says I did I did good. Mm-hmm. I did good.
1: Yeah. Although I, I mean it's I
0: don't think Tommy would say differently <laughs> if he had done bad necessarily. I don't
1: think so. I don't think so. Here we have the uh the lovely artist. I, st- I just don't know why he's here honestly he's in love with Polly, man but how did they meet i wish we could find out about that i'm not as concerned about how they
0: met i'm concerned about why he would choose to wedding crash a gangster's wedding
1: well i mean that's kind of my point like why why what drove
0: him to show up there i don't we they never tell us what his connection is to them interesting
1: well Poly, uh like you were already talking about earlier, pulls a gun on him and he kind of pleads for, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say his life or anything like that, but. He's trying to tra- get her to see sense. To her, like, yeah, it wasn't me. Whatever you heard, it wasn't me. I yeah. was looking for you all night. Trying to uh, build up the courage to show up,
0: I guess. I still don't trust him.
1: Uh, he looks fishy, man. He's tall. What does that have to do with it? I'm tall i wasn't done <laughs> it's just something in the way that he imagine the way he looks
0: imagine if i said that he's short i mean you're not well, you're not you're not short but you yeah, know that's short to me I'm pretty standard <laughs> yeah and you're
1: like a damn giant
0: <laughs> we'll take no discrimination above about tall people here well yeah <clears throat> what's the name of the guy that tommy has the conversation with And he says, are you you scared of Section D in the future or of the Peaky Blinders at 1143 or something like that? Oh, I I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was these guys. It was the guy. It's the guy who Arthur's uh, pretty much hanging. Gilbert Palmer? Yes, him. For him to get the information out of him. Mm -hmm. And he does successfully get the information as to where Charlie is being held. Mm. But why would he be sharing this information with everybody? I don't know, man. And not having I mean, any guards there to protect the outside.
1: I mean, sometimes you just get careless when when you feel like everything. Yeah, you know, I you got. Everyth- a, I'm powerful. I got everything. Give control. me a break. You're you've kidnapped
0: a, a gang leader's son, and you're gonna just have yeah, no guards outside. Uh, I'm glad he didn't because it would have made things more complicated. But it's just kind of like, really, there's not there's not two guards outside.
1: Nah. He's got this on his own. Hughes, I guess you don't want two guards outside when you're...
0: Hughes seems a little bit too, uh, how do I put it, cautious to to let something like that happen.
1: Yeah, but maybe something like that would kind of blow his cover, assuming he had much of a cover, right? Like.
0: Oh, you mean like if, in the church that people would assume yeah, that he has some nefarious... Exactly. Yeah, maybe yeah. good point.
1: You're going to have some priest or, or father, sorry, what, whatever you call him. Walking around with two like uh, mafia-looking, yeah, yeah, gangsters <laughs> just guarding you.
0: these guys outside the church. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they said I couldn't commune unless.
0: <laughs> How about like if you're a priest and you kidnap somebody's kid that you don't hold them in the place you work? How about that?
1: But it's it's not sus- it's it's not a place you would suspect.
0: Really, that's the first I mean, place I'd look. Because I, I would be like, there's no way somebody's dumb enough to. <clears throat> well, if, if, if you were Tommy, and,
1: and I guess knew him, you would think that, right? But if you were anybody else, like, eh, there's probably a reason why the kid's in a church.
0: No, I'm saying from the perspective of uh, Arthur and John having to look for him. Like, how about we... Oh, yeah, how about I mean, I,
1: I would definitely look. where I would, I would go where he works <clears throat> and go where he lives. Granted, we, we, don't, for sure.
0: we don't know if this is the only church that he works at, of course. That's true. It seems to be a church that's low-key, because Charlie's like in this little room that looks abandoned. He's just yeah, oblivious like to it all, closet. just playing with, like, a little spoon, oblivious to everything.
1: Oh, he's he's having fun. <clears throat> this entire episode, he's just chilling, just playing, a,
0: playing with some toys. We got to give, like, a thumbs down to whoever cut baby Charlie's hair. What? You don't like baby Charlie's hair? Look at baby Charlie's hair. <laughs> ah, so I guess it's not too bad. It looks like it's it- it's it's got the blinder cut. It was getting there. It's getting there.
1: It's kind of like a bowl cut with just like shaved sides.
0: Yeah, at at this point we get into probably the longest portion of the episode or single section of the episode, which is Mm -hmm. uh, the cutting between Arthur and John preparing for the train explosion. Tommy actually conquering his fear of going inside the tunnel and going in there himself to finish the job, to finish the tunnel into the Russian estate. Yeah, he walked in there as almost he had no fear. I mean, he
1: just like, no hesitation, just jumped in. It starts hammering away <clears throat> or chiseling away, whatever you want it's, to call it.
0: It's to be expected, right? Your son, yeah. your son's life is on the line. You, you're going to – It's if he had time to think about it, it probably wouldn't have been the same. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't because they put him on that – That I think a 5 a.m. I think was the the time or 5 o'clock. I, I 5 keep on remembering 5 o'clock as, as like the yeah. deadline. That was the deadline that yeah. I recall as well. And the final scene that they're cutting between is Michael arriving to assassinate Hughes. And he mm-hmm. insists to go in there alone, to do the killing,
1: by order of the Peaky Blinders. This is, or, this is a order. no. It's just this is a fucking order.
0: This is an order. <laughs> How about Finn? Could they not have gotten like a phone connection a little bit closer to the lever? Why is there not a phone a little bit closer by? They're in an office. I don't know. Why well, is Finn doing a hundred yard knows? sprint to get this information? Well,
1: I don't. I don't know if there was a. I, mean, I guess there just wasn't a phone in the office why are there's they a, why, phone
0: why are they the cutting the deadline so close to ten p m The deadline what for the diamonds mean? is not to for the jewelry is not till five well so the the, remember, the signal remember was not until ten pm yeah, but remember part of the plan here is that uh they don't want to blow up the train exactly that's what i'm saying if you if your deadline with section D is five. I think it was five. Then why are they doing 10 p.m. as the cutoff to get the message across? Like, why not make it 12 a.m.? Give yourself at least a two-hour cushion. You still got five hours to spare to blow up the train. As it is, they already did the strike in the factory. So you could send the train at whatever time you want and blow it up at whatever time you want. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. Plot yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't know. Was, like, it, was it 10 I, I p.m.? Or, or it am I talking crap? I could have swore it was 10 p.m. Can you do a quick little Google search there? Sure. How do you like uh, Father Hugh's uh, martial arts experience? Swacking oh, that gun great. out of his face. I, I love it
1: when people get so up close and personal with stuff like that. They act like retarded and, you know, oh, you just knocked the gun out of my hand. No, nah, I might die. Stand at a distance and pull the trigger. Get the job done. Effectiveness and efficiency is key. Oh, I thought you were
0: quoting a show. it sounded like a quote (laughs) for some reason i'm I'm waiting for you to tell me the time of the of the deadline here i am trying to pull that up in the meantime the gun uh assault goes wrong for hughes and and mike winds up having to get up and close and personal with a knife and finish the job i'm very grateful that charlie didn't witness the murder it would have been a pretty traumatic experience that would have been really bad (laughs) really really bad see like what is Finn
1: doing here Finn is
0: running yeah no 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 no. Finn is not near the phone he's running to go pick up the phone why are you not stationed right next to the phone you got one job dude one job Finn's those seconds. Been us
1: down, running down into into pickup or into the car where there's a grenade yeah. just planted there. Yeah.
0: The- Tell me how to save them. But those extra few seconds, that's the difference between a life, my friend. Any uh, word agree. on the time here? I cannot find the time written anywhere. Let's just call it 10 p.m. Don't worry about it. Need you back here. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Finn, you little I know. I'm sorry, man. You gotta find a way to have the phone near the lever to blow up the thing. You know, I also
1: gotta say, Finn was just pretty damn close to the to explosion. This explosion. They should have killed and... him in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Arthur and John are just like at least have know, like punched over in the in the and you can still see like shrapnel blow by them.
0: Or have like a dramatic blowback. Where Finn's running and then have him, like, you know, yanked back by like a rope or something that they do with some CGI and yank him back like 15 feet.
1: Look at this shot with uh, Michael and Charlie. You've literally got. I made note of that one. Yeah, I mean, he's in the cold, he's covered in blood, and then you got fun little young Charlie just in the warm light.
0: Yeah, it's a contrast. It's like the the shot you see after Michael has killed Hughes and you see. Mm it's the loss of innocence really you see like a baby who's innocent and then you have michael covered in blood and just that complete loss of it you know and yeah. there's a, even a wall dividing them although they're close they're far away from each other it's like a yeah you know it, even his interaction with paulie that you mentioned is mm-hmm. is a ghost of himself at this point yeah
1: it, uh, do, do you think they're they're projecting that you know charlie may grow up to be this uh michael type yeah
0: well, you always wonder, I mean, especially with Grace out of the picture, what is Charlie going to become when he's older? Mm-hmm. Um, my guess would be that Tommy would try his best to keep him away from it. That would but, be my thought. But the natural human nature would probably kick in and seeing yeah. your father and your uncles and all that kind of stuff.
1: I mean, just, just think about Michael. Michael had nothing to do with this only a couple of years ago. Literally in the last season, he was just introduced to the family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here we are one season later. He's <laughs> here he is killing the third person right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's disappointing that this is the decision he makes because had he handled everything a little better, um, she seemed like a good girl. I was going to say, like, in this scene, like, she really
1: does seem like a good girl.
0: Like, the whole time, I always thought that they, they had, like, a nice little fling that she didn't like the life that her parents set up for her. Mm-hmm. And he really does betray her here and his yeah. own child. So it's it's and it's dark yeah, and true. dingy, it's he just it's drops some... It's not the place you want to be alone. Of course not. Tommy arrives back to his manor or estate to see Charlie and has a moment with him. Um talk about a day for Tommy, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although it's bizarre. it's been worse for everybody else than him for the most part. I mean he did get his hands dirty for sure, he, but he got his hands dirty. I don't know. I wouldn't have brought my baby so fast back to the manor. I would have kept him in Birmingham with my family.
1: Well, I mean, at this point, you know, they've already disposed of the evil that they
0: needed to that was causing risk to Charlie. So Mm -hmm. I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. You know, at the end, I was shocked. I had forgotten completely that Tatiana and this is the jewel exchange where Mm -hmm. Tommy brings the jewels to her and she gives him cash. I had forgotten this completely.
1: I forgot about it, but the moment I saw this, I was like, oh, I remember.
0: She She's the MVP of the season for me because I remember hating her character and just being annoyed mm-hmm. with her generally. But as I rewatched, um, part of me wishes for this chaotic relationship with her and, and Tommy to continue. <laughs> I just feel like does, she... Does he ever visit her in Vienna? She, she, she has a, a likeness to Grace. They have the same nose and the eyes if you look at them closely. I could see that. I think that that was a point of casting. I, I didn't realize it until this scene. I could be wrong. Just a the theory. I mean. Also, you
1: couldn't. It's it's fairly similar.
0: You couldn't pay me to be this broker. I'm gonna broker this deal of stool stolen jewels between a gangster and a crazy Russian royalist. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere.
1: <laughs> Literally in the middle of nowhere.
0: How did On he the border yeah. of somewhere? I'm sure the middle of nowhere. No. Nobody to protect me. Nothing. Talk about somebody who handles killing people well. Tatiana just kills this guy with no remorse.
1: Oh, I know. It's nothing. This I, is just standard. I lo- standard operating procedure.
0: I love how she tells Tommy she's going to Vienna. Mm-hmm. And a man's waiting for her. And Tommy goes, poor man. <laughs> he has no That's idea what he's what he's in store for.
1: I love the fact that she threw in an extra 5,000 pounds for the sex.
0: Well, she tries Tommy to, the prostitute. She tried to get <laughs> an extra five, right? To to help him with the loss of his wife. But Tommy, yeah, Tommy, drew, yeah. the, Tommy drew the line on that one. It wasn't that with the final one. little jab at her. He says, you didn't come even close. Yeah.
1: <laughs> didn't even come close. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> she... I don't know man. She I mean she she delivers a line here where it's like, "Oh, these jewels have seen much worse." Obviously, this is uh this is the kind of stuff that
0: that goes on all the time in Russia. Well, she kind of gives like a a kind of a, a throwback to when she said the blue jewel was cur- the sapphire was cursed that he put around Grace's neck. Mm-hmm. He says all the jewels are cursed. But th- yeah. they're it's almost like they're not cursed for the reason you think they're cursed, Mr. Shelby. Yeah. They're cursed because we're cursed as people. We've done terrible things. And that's the reason yeah. they're cursed. It's blood money.
1: Essentially. It's not yeah.
0: like, it's not gypsy supernatural stuff that he's scared of or anything like that. It's it's for the sake. I mean, you say that they are cursed in the sense that what he does comes back to him. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Look, think about it. He's not in this situation unless he's in the situations that he's in. Charlie gets kidnapped because of the nefarious stuff he gets up to
1: his wife dies because of the stuff he's up to exactly
0: so in a sense they well, are first mean,
1: his entire family becomes arrested because of what he's up to <laughs> look at the money that he's given
0: i can't recall of another show that hides as much information as peaky blinders hides from its audience what do you mean by that tommy always has another wrinkle to his plan mm-hmm. that is not shared with the camera like we didn't know tatiana was in on the jewels right that's true I mean, we knew yeah. we knew she was in on his jewels but not on her family's jewels you know what i mean
1: yeah you know the funny thing about that though is i never feel like they're just doing that and and i get the feeling where it's like oh of course you would use that because it's just a simple way to cover that up sure yeah i never get that feeling from this show
0: no i, I don't think it's that they're hiding like deficiencies or anything like in the mm-hmm. script or anything like that i think it's just We're along for the ride, too. We're like his family. We have no idea. (laughs) We've been set up for for murder or some crime as well. And the whole time, Arthur's thinking he's getting away. He's like, why is my brother being a a douchebag and not giving me a farewell? It's because Tommy knows he's not making it off the property
1: the whole time.
0: Yep. How do you like Lizzie's a surge? Like, she has surged onto the the scene here. She's, like, continued since season one as a major character or major supporting character.
1: I mean, she's definitely growing up throughout all of this. I mean... I would have
0: never guessed that from season one. That that well, would have happened. I, mean,
1: she, I thought... I didn't I didn't think she'd make it past season one. Not because he was a bad actor or anything, but because, I mean, her her character was a prostitute who John Boyd was supposed to marry, but...
0: And then she kind of just gets written, written off there, I thought, at least. Yeah. But then she comes back into play at the finale of season two, where she's... Yeah. Uh, Tommy uses her, essentially, to seduce the field sergeant or whatever the hell that guy was. uh, Yeah, but even at
1: the beginning of season two, right? I mean, Tommy buys her a typewriter.
0: Because
1: obviously they were still close together. They were were lovers uh, of some sort.
0: I enjoy her character arc. As somebody who, you know, she was serving as a prostitute. And then she's made something of herself working for the company. And she's in love with Tommy. Tries to be his compass at times. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's so clearly one-sided. Yeah. That it's hard to uh, see her impact. Now, the final scene of the episode is Tommy meeting with the entire family and divvying up the money. He's kind of dug himself a hole because he accused pretty much everybody that in that room that he trusted of, of snitching. And so there, <laughs> there's already yeah. kind of like a, a divide between them in this meeting. <clears throat> and uh, Polly's trying to get him... To stop doing this in this moment where he's distressed, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's yeah, kind of sh- he's kind of being like a whiny, uh, you know, "woe is me." Like you all use me for the money type of thing. You mm-hmm. do it for the money, but it's kind of like a violin moment for Tommy. You took the king's shilling. You've got to do the king's killing or something like that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it didn't quite
1: rhyme like that, but I like it though. You like <laughs> that? If you take
0: the king's shilling. You got to do the king's do the killing. I like that. I, I'm I'm coining that, King's shilling, right. the king's killing, <laughs> king's killing for the king shilling. Well, um, he divvies up the money. Everyone pretty much takes their cash except for Lizzie, I think.
1: Yeah, she's the only one that throws it back. Yeah,
0: you get Linda who gets three thousand
1: pounds in the hopes that she'll forgive Tommy. I thought Mark, I, who gets ten thousand pounds.
0: I thought it was forty-one thousand for Linda. Plus an additional three for the. It was
1: a, it was an additional three for the, <clears> in hopes that uh, she forgives him because John Boy and Arthur both get like a massive amount. I mean they they had to.
0: Yeah, obviously kill six people. I mean Michael like M- Michael should be making a lot too. He saved uh, Charlie.
1: Michael made ten thousand pounds, five for the cutting and ten, uh, five for the killing. Five for the
0: cutting. Cutting, That's what he said. Cutting Hughes and then the killing of Alfie's man. Maybe. I do believe, yeah. Yeah. By far, of all the season endings of Peaky Blinders, this one is perhaps my favorite of all of them. Where the family, More than the family season th- two. I love season two as well, but I love this ending. It's up there. It's like one A, one B. Yeah. The like the utter horror. It's like the perfect way to end the season. It's cliff. Oh, I know. I know. It's, it's cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, man. <laughs> I, I'm okay with cliffhangers every once in a while, mm-hmm. but the utter rage of of the scene of everybody being betrayed is Finn in that room too. I would imagine so. Why is he freaking? I mean, why is he freaking out? Why is he or isn't he? Look at him. He's like covering his head. Oh, like, like he's out. not getting arrested.
1: He was involved with the train blowing up. <laughs> yeah but he's not listed there well i don't know about that man I, ha- I i think everybody in here gets arrested but like the maid and his kid and
0: tommy i've seen a lot ada doesn't get arrested either no I know Polly gets arrested and they all they, they all, all might get, get taken off. away but they're not I'll all tell arrested
1: you if they if they don't all well yeah okay i i was gonna say they they at least aren't here because at the end of this you know we get a we get a shot from behind of of tommy who's just kind of staring out into uh his driveway as all of the vehicles drive off with his (laughs) fam
0: and it's like you could hear a a a pin drop it's kind of interesting because the season opens with him in his office overwhelmed by his wedding party and he walks out to like the party going on, and here and here he walks out the part to the party being like broken up by cops. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. Arthur looks like a ra- like he has rabies when he has the stick oh, yeah. up against his throat. <laughs> is it when Polly's hitting the wall? There is that giving away the fact that this is a set because the walls like Ooh, coming I don't apart. No, I did kind of notice a little
1: movement there. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe maybe the walls weren't built too well
0: Who back knows? then. Who knows? Who knows? i mean this was this was a real house, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't they shoot this in a real house? I mean I think it's a section of a house, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, I wonder if they talked about it in the scene when they when they did it. They were like, Well, realistically, four people are being arrested. But it's going to be kind of weird if we leave Linda, Esme, and everybody else behind. So it's, it's like, just let's, just put them, everybody. let's just put them all in the truck because we want that epic shot of Tommy <laughs> at the end. And we don't think about think about it twice. But yeah. that's how the season ends. is Tommy alone in his house, in his big old house. As one going heck back of a to twist, man.
1: I mean, everybody's already a little tortured there. And then you've got a. <laughs>
0: Everybody gets the money. Okay, farewell Tommy. Nope. Oh, sorry. Uh, you're all getting arrested. You're all getting right. arrested, and just trust me, I'll get you out. And he, <laughs> you know he did it once for Arthur, you know. What's to say he can't do it again? That's true.
1: That's true. He's got a lot more than Arthur to deal with this time now. This is true.
0: Cuz you figure it's still Section D who has wanted his family arrested. It's surprising to me that Tommy wasn't on the list of people being arrested though. You wouldn't shouldn't you arrest the ringleader? I mean, if you did, like, there wouldn't be much more of a show. I don't know. How how are you going to get out when you yourself yeah. are in jail? I mean, if you're Tommy in jail, it's not like you're going to be able to trust uh, Finn to get you out or anything like that.
1: Uh, unless this is like, you know, they wanted to kind of torture him or, I don't know, maybe somebody else is uh, yeah. involved with this. Yeah. You know, Churchill still needs him to do something at some point, so he, he doesn't want to
0: yeah, take him off. We, we rest, have right? we, we don't see Churchill all season for the most not part, but we do know he's working for him, so mm-hmm. he's got some favors to call in. Um, for sure. I will t- say this this is the end of season three, and we head into season four now. Mm hmm. With the whole family in jail. So we need to see where that picks up from. Mm hmm. But right now, as we're recording this, it's June 9th. Tomorrow is June 10th, and the official release of the final season of Peaky season Blinders, six. season six on Netflix in the U.S. Mm hmm. And, uh, we're excited to see the reaction, at least in the States, and, uh, See if anybody, uh, see what the just general pulse of the season is for for all the Peaky fans out there and uh, yeah. who are tuning in. We already have season six completely recorded. If you're listening to this and, and you're in the middle of a catch-up of trying to go from season three all the way to f- catching up with five so that you can go into six fresh, uh, know that we do have season six recorded. And it's there for you. And we may do like one or two more episodes, just about Mm -hmm. six or something like that. Um, But we have every episode, episode episodic commentary already published for you. Just got to navigate.
1: And it's great. I'll just tell you that.
0: Yeah. Um, Zach, let's get into the categories. Let's finish and wrap up season three.
1: Best scene.
0: What you got? It's gonna be the one that that I've got written down. I'm sure. It's tough because I have like three. I've got uh, well. Then,
1: since you have three, I'll go because I got one.
0: Okay.
1: I think my my favorite on this one was the meeting between Tommy and Alfie. Okay. It was a great dynamic. It was interesting. It was the be. It was. I don't want to say it was the beginning of uh, Michael's. Uh, character development here in, into this uh, shell of himself, but. Uh, it definitely was a, a very major step in that direction, but I mean, Alfie made some good points, so leave it at that.
0: It's hard to not pick a scene where you have the dynamic between Tommy Shelby and Alfie Solomons. That's true. It's tough, but I'll zag. I think they I'll win zag. most of my favorite. I'll zag and I'll say the the whole family being arrested scene is mm. is is my favorite from the episode. <laughs> Just the whole thing from Tommy's spiel about. The king's killing for the king's shilling. You know, mm. that whole thing. Uh, that that's my favorite. I
1: I am a sucker for the shots where we have the entire family together. Likewise. Like, I, likewise. I, it just it feels like a solid army of Friends and family. I mean it's great. Any others you wanna you wanna call out there?
0: I, I do love the final scene with Tatiana and the reveal mm. that she had been working with Tommy in cahoots with him to get the jewels out of there Mm -hmm. i do love that scene a lot so those are my top three and then the montage of the michael killing hughes and the blow up of the train and and tommy in the tunnel
1: yeah all righty um best line or lines of the episode
0: it's it's maybe alfie it might be alfie because Alfie mm-hmm. is great because he goes from being like raving lunatic mad mm-hmm. to, I did not know about the boy. <laughs> and he says, I know. I, know. I saw. <laughs> it's a That's a great line. Yeah. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. It's the king's killing for the king's shilling that didn't exist in the show, but he says something like that. Yeah. He says something like that and I liked it. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Uh, the two that I have was Arthur's line uh which was just you know i i guess he was kind of trying to talk himself into blowing up the train you know Mm -hmm. who wants to be in Mm -hmm. heaven when you can be sending men to fucking hell yeah 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 uh and then the second one was uh tommy's tommy's line like i reading the line i feel like it's it's less of him uh being like oh you're all with me you're all here for the money and more of a just like this is all i can do for you right because his his line is this is all i can give you for what you give me your hearts and your souls
0: yeah it's, right it's, it's very almost much like a, i
1: can't it's hard to repay you for that but this is all i have so take it
0: well he's genu- he's it. genuinely probably horrified by the hell he's yeah. put his family through because for I the for the most part he has been able to shield them from the stuff that he has gotten into yeah, The separate deals, like the economic league deal, I think he considers that to be his burden, not his family's burden. And this time, it leaked completely over into the family. He almost oh, entirely. ruined a relationship with uh, Pauly and the portrait artist. He mm-hmm. asked Arthur to kill six innocent men. Michael freaking popped his murder cherry and killed mm-hmm. two people. <laughs> three. <laughs> three, yeah, three. And... um Johnny dogs is kind of scot-free back there though and curly yeah I mean they were just digging a hole yeah Ch- <laughs> not even
1: he was just camping there he wasn't even digging yeah 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 that's that's crazy all right I, th- I mean just think about the fact that like when he delivers that line he he already knew his entire family was gonna be arrested yep so yeah all right last one most memorable character or characters
0: everyone kind of does their thing in this episode you got to give it... I'm going to say this is a, a team trophy here. Tommy, Arthur, yeah. John, even John, a, uh, Polly, Michael, Alfie, Tatiana. Everybody does their thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- this this episode kind of had a similar feeling like the last one did, right? Like the last episode, everybody had, had a shining moment. I don't know if, if everybody had a shining moment in this one, but yeah. they... So they really, really did.
0: I think they. I think everybody did. being there. I think everybody did have a shiny moment. You have Tommy's always, um, Michael yeah. for sure with what he went through in this episode. Holly Ar- for sure. Arthur, Arthur brother. with his confliction. John trying to comfort Arthur. I feel
1: like I didn't see uh, Ada much though.
0: No, Ada, Ada, that. Ada was not very uh, in this episode yeah.
1: very much. No, she's the only one for me that wasn't like in there so you know outside of her i would agree it was it was the majority of the family in this one but it's because
0: ada deals with legitimate business yeah and legitimate business comes first exactly all right (laughs) anything else
1: no that's all i got man i'm i'm just excited for us to get into season four and for the people listening to this if you're listening to it when this episode drops. I'm excited for you to watch season six.
0: Yeah. So am I. So am I. I, I may be joining them tomorrow. I think I will too. I'll be watching at, at the very least. No, nah, I'll probably rewatch the whole damn thing. We haven't, we haven't rewatched it.
1: No, we've only watched it one time. Yeah. So it might be interesting to see what takeaways we have when we rewatch it.
0: Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Until then. Thank you for tuning in once again. Uh, I'm going to implore you all at the end of each of these episodes to please like subscribe rate the show five stars if you love us five stars if you don't and zach uh <laughs> you end it with the rest of the uh conclusions
1: for sure well if you do leave a comment on apple Podcasts, we'll shout you out on the show but other than that thank you for listening to episode six of season three of the Peaky Blinders podcast by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts, Google podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Story Archives, and you can visit a website at Com, which brings us into the podcast network, The Midnight Exchange. You can visit the website there at exchange.com. There's a whole bunch of links to other podcasts, social media, and if you want to drop us an email, drop us an email at podcast at the midnight exchange.com.
0: Thank you all once again. Stay peaky and enjoy season six as the Peaky Blinders journey comes to an end. Until next time,
1: stay peaky.